You're listening to The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio, starring Dan Peck. Have you seen the card for the New Japan show tomorrow? It's going to be sweet. Eric Flores. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. And CKCC Radio's founder, Chris O'Mealy. Breaking news. I have a crush on Sasha Banks. Listen to CKCC Radio wherever you find your favorite podcast. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Nerd Table. As always, I am Chris O'Mealy, joined by my co-host in crime. First, let's say hello to Dan Peck. Well, hello there. And, of course, you all know Eric Flores. Oh, wait, it's my turn? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, hi. Well, are you not Eric? Uh, yeah, I guess I am. Depends. Who's asking? You a cop? Yeah. Yeah, tell me if you're a cop. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's the law. That is not the rule. No, it's not. pretty sure that is not the rule. I'm pretty sure that's bullshit. It has to be bullshit, because it's just like, it's in everything. So, like, it defeats... The entire world knows that if someone asks you if you're a cop, you have to say yes. If you're a cop, then then there's no sense of doing any undercover things ever. Exactly. He's wearing a wire. If you're a private investigator, you're not really a cop. Mm, I used to could be a cop, probably. Are you a sleuth? A gumshoe? What now? Are you going through like? Are you going through all the ranks in Carmen Sandiego? I mean, I don't know what all the the terminology is, but I learned the word gumshoe because of Carmen Sandiego and the Rescue Rangers. Oh dear God! By the way, the trailer for the new Rescue Rangers movie looks amazing, and I don't know why everybody's hating it. I think it looks great. Have you guys seen this by any chance? I saw the, the trailer from a few months ago. Well, they, they released another new trailer. It looks like it's going to be very uh, Wreck-It Ralph style, where it's all happening in the Disney universe. All the characters exist and interact with each other. And the Chippendale voices are put-ons, and they're actually voiced by comedic actors. I will look that up real quick and tell you exactly who is playing who. I know it's like what Dale got the CGI upgrade or whatever. Right, so he looks better than Chip does. Chip's still animated. So, Chip, so Chip's still regularly animated. <clears throat> uh, Dale is voiced by Andy Samberg. Yes. Chip is voiced by John Mulaney. Eric Bana is Monterey Jack. Yep. Tress McNeil is Gadget. That's the original voice actress for Gadget. You son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> Paula Abdul as Paula Abdul. Oh, no. Uh, Keegan-Michael Kay is in it, as well as Chris Parnell. Eric Bana is Monterey Jack. He's been, And, Will, of course, Will Arnett's in it. J.K. Simmons is in it. Seth Rogen's in it. Seth Rogen's in it? Yes, Chris he is. Chris Parnell. I wonder if he's a loser cuck. <laughs> Cyril or Jerry? Which one will he be? I also love the stat about Chris Parnell in Rick and Morty, how every single time he does a line as Jerry, they almost always use the first take because he always nails it. 
They're like, yeah, we do multiple takes because that's a requirement in animation. But whenever it's Chris, we always seem to get it on the first try. Like, very rarely do we use a different take. Dr. Spachemin. That's very funny. <laughs> no, please, take the family. Leave me. <laughs> Look, these little coins, they've got little R2-D2s where the George Washingtons should be. I think my favorite one was where he's sitting there. He's like, the trick with cereal is keeping the crunchiness statistic above the milk. Jerry, get a job. And he just sits there just looking at his cereal bowl all depressed. Like he was all excited to talk about keeping his cereal dry. Oh, God, Jerry. Do you guys know any Jerry's in real life? Um, when I was still in New York, yes. Sometimes I feel like I am the Jerry of my life. So I work with a Jerry. I don't think he listens to the show, but I know I have a handful of coworkers who do, so they're going to laugh at this. Is his real name actually Jerry, though? No, it's not. Uh, his name is spelled wrong in our company directory, though. Cool. Which we had a laugh about. No, he's he's a good guy, but he's a, he's a goofball. And one of the things he did, we have the we have these messenger stamps. You know, you put your little messenger number on the document so they know which which building it came from at PennDOT because, well, it's the state. You know how organized the state is. Very organized. Very organized. That never happened to state officials. Not at all. So I come downstairs and I see the little sticky, one of our little sticky pads that we take notes on is just covered in a messenger stamp. The numbers are just all over the place. And I'm like, who the hell did this? Like, who was bored enough to just stamp the hell out of this pad and the girl that sits down there who's actually jerry's girlfriend looks at me and goes who do you think did it so i take a picture of it i text it to him i just go why and that's jerry but he's a good guy he's a hard worker he's just a goofball here's a game we can play name one of the 10 most recent imdb things i've viewed Oh my god. <laughs> I have no idea. Because it says at the bottom of the screen when you scroll down all the way. It's a guess. <sighs> what have you watched recently that you may have looked up something for? Um, my god, I have no idea. One is definitely a recent birthday I looked up a person. It was their birthday yesterday. Yeah, it doesn't exactly tell me anything. Oi, I don't know, Daniel. What could you have possibly looked up? Oh, wait, I know. How about Avatar The Way of Water coming out at the end of 2022? That would be wrong. Because <laughs> I know how much you love the Avatar movies. Out of all of them, it's all actors. And then the one, and then the most recent thing is Chris Parnell and, of course, the Chippendale movie. Because <laughs> we're just talking about it. Anna but Kendrick. Not Anna Kendrick, but Anna is correct. That was Anna DeArmas' birthday yesterday. <laughs> so I was looking up what I've seen her in. I was thinking of actresses that I know you like. I was going to say Natalie Portman next. <laughs> Becky Lynch. No, but there is a female wrestler. Dakota Kai? Nope, I think more in your pocket. Sasha? Yep. She's like in the middle. 
What'd you look up her credit for? I have no... I think it came up in... Something? I don't know. So, having a discussion the other day with a friend about um, who would be the best... Who would be my top picks if we could just have any guest on the podcast we wanted? Anybody. Like, we now have enough people... We have enough listeners where we've got... We've got recognition. we got sponsors. We have the ability to now reach out and start contacting people for interviews. And I was kind of coming up with different people from different genres. But do you know who my number one pick would be for this show specifically? Elon Musk. That's actually a good guess. That's actually a good guess. Hey, I got a question, bud. Can you buy MySpace and bring it back to its glory? I hear you're on a social media purchasing kick. You mean his glory of 2006? Damn right. <laughs> a lot of people were like, we don't deserve Tom. We had the, this, this, this. And they always bring up like the personal song was a good thing. And it was fucking awful. I like the personal song thing. I click on someone's profile and some song I never want to hear starts playing at 5,000 volume. Tom taught me how to do coding. I I legitimately learned my first HTML from Tom. We never deserve Tom, by the way. Oh, I learned some HTML back in high school. Tom gave us everything, and we turned our backs on him callously. And mine was not callously at all. It was summer 2007. I was at my grandparents' house for the summer and extended through the winter. And they still had dial-up, and MySpace would not load. Because everyone had a custom song and gift gifs all over the place. And so I had a friend that had it in at Facebook because you still needed an invite or a college email address to sign up. So I got an invite from somebody. <sighs> Never turned back. <laughs> Whatever. Also recently on my talking. IMDb list is Carrie Elways because he recently got bit by a rail snake. And that caused you to look him up on IMDb? And then we were talking about him during D&D on Thursday. Got and what, what was the earliest thing of his... What is the earliest thing of Carrie Elway's that you have seen? Ooh, I don't know my, my timeline on Carrie Elway's stuff. So what, what would be the first thing, and then what would be the earliest thing? In well, instinctively, I'm saying Princess Bride. But I know I saw Robin Hood Men in Tights before I ever saw Princess Bride. And then now we also come up, we also discussed what is the first Mel Brooks movie you saw in a theater? And for most of us, it would be Men in Tights because we were children the last from the previous movies. I have never seen a Mel Brooks movie in the theater that I'm aware of. I think we've only seen Men in Tights. Yeah, not so chances are Princess Bride is the earliest movie you've seen him in because he's only that was his seventh movie. I probably haven't even heard of anything before that. I was like, what are what are movies? <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, they're talkies, Eric. They're talkies. They're motion pictures. Next one, maybe like could be Glory or Hot Shots. And then he was in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Robin Hood Ben Tights. 
I'm getting on a bit of a movie kick lately. I'm doing the whole, like, what haven't I seen in a long time? And what have I never seen? And let's just sit down and either rewatch something or just, like, watch something I've never seen. And right now I've got an urge to go back and rewatch the Back to the Future trilogy. Although now we are talking about Carrie Elwes, and now I'm thinking about Princess Bride. <laughs> so I have some, I have some movie urges there. I must, I must satisfy. Also, on my recently searched list, Cosro Vaziri, because every time I see a bunch of the tweets that aren't him but are based on him, because it's like his nephew or something, I think, why does he still have a Twitter open? Didn't he die five years ago? No, he's still alive. No, Iron Sheik is still very much alive. And because then there was all the talk about how because because at the gimmick battle royal at seventeen, they made the joke that he's taking so long to get to the ring that he'll make it there at thirty eight, which was thirty eight was this year. And then I was like, "That's funny because he's been dead for five years." No, he's not. He's alive. Iron Sheik is very much alive. Well, I don't know about very much, but he's alive. Well, I don't want to get into that discussion. We've already I'm already worried enough about people like Mel Brooks and Dick Van Dyke and Bob Barker. And now James Earl Jones, because he's in his 90s now. Dude, Bob Barker's almost 100 years old. Price is wrong, bitch. Uh, That one's going to devastate me. All those sick days from school. Well, we've had... There's been a lot of talk about mortality lately, um, especially in the wrestling world with the loss of Jeff and I've blanking on what his last name was at the moment, but uh, just a lot of, a lot of losses happening and not something I want to think about. I want to talk about fun stuff. Uh, I do have something to discuss that happened in the world of wrestling that has nothing to do with wrestling itself, but rather stupid people on the internet that would definitely be worth a discussion here. And Eric, even you're going to be like, what the actual fuck when I tell you this story? So, Dan, do you know what the Liv Morgan story that happened recently? Um, I saw... Oh, yeah. Um, yes, I do remember. <laughs> yes. So, Eric, this is... Have you ever heard of these people who make, like, these fake profiles for these wrestlers or celebrities in general? And, like, you'll get, like, I'll get, like, a friend request on Instagram or, like, an Instagram follow or something. And it'll be, like, it's the the wrestler's name, but you can tell it's not actually them because, A, I follow their actual verified account with the blue check mark already. So I know it's not them. And, B, it's, like, it's, like, the name followed by, like, 12 numbers as the account. So you yes. already know that's fake. Yeah. And then they follow you, and then they send you a message, like, thanking you for being their fan and wanting to get to know you a little bit. Which is, of course, bullshit. Um, somebody's posing as Liv Morgan, one of the female wrestlers in the WWE. And I don't know if Liv Morgan was ever my waitress at the Hooters in Wayne, New Jersey, when we would go there to watch the pay-per-views. But I know she she worked there. But she was there, and she worked every pay-per-view night 
which means she was absolutely working on a day that I was there. Because Hooters would host the pay-per-view, so we would go there, get our wings, and watch the wrestling pay-per-view, so... It was a better deal than ordering it on cable, because you got... You just had to pay for your meal. And as long as you... As long as you had your table, you didn't have to leave while the event was going on. So we watched many pay-per-views there. So... Somebody has been posing as her and trying to get people to give her money or give him money. I I assume it's a scummy guy doing it. I mean, most of the time it is. I mean, if it was a girl, she could just post her butthole on OnlyFans. And make- <laughs> that, so. We don't have that option. We can't just post <laughs> our buttholes and, and make millions. Well, I don't know. I've never tried that before. I mean... I, guess I mean, I, there's I, girls that are posting stuff that's tame for Instagram making millions on OnlyFans, so... It's true. I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> there might be a market for that. Spread your butt cheeks, Chris. All right, here we go. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. So, some... She posted these... She posted two tweets, basically like, Guys, this is my real account... I would never, ever ask any of you for money, ever. And she's, like, sick to her stomach because some some poor schlub, thinking he was helping her, like, lost his house. Like, sold everything. Like, sold he, everything every, to try to help her. And it obviously wasn't her. And... <sighs> just one of those things where, like... Yeah, no, that's rough. So, of course, me being who I am, I have some feedback for this. Number one, yeah, there's so many scummy people out there pulling shit like this. And I honestly hope that, like, the authorities get involved. This guy gets caught. You know, people can be really slick on the internet. And there are plenty of ways to to hide yourself. But... There are no money was transferred. There is there's going to there's be a trace exactly. So you know, best of luck. But at the same time, if you're falling for something like that, then you shouldn't have an internet account. There's you know, only so much protection we can offer. <laughs> Well, it's like it's like the PS5 thing. Like everybody's pissed because scalpers keep getting away with selling them for thou- for thousands of dollars and making profit off of it. But as long as there's people out there who are too stupid and too desperate to want one that they're going to pay $1100 for something that's worth $400, then yeah, the scalpers are going to keep doing it because the only way to stop them is to not give in to them. It's the spoiler alert argument all over again. Yes, you're a scumbag and you're an asshole for going online and posting spoilers of shit that you just saw, knowing that people haven't had time to see it yet, knowing that people haven't made it to the theater, and even with TV, knowing that people weren't able to watch it live and might have DVR'd it and are going to watch it the next night. Like, yeah, you're an asshole for that. But at the same time, if you know that you're going to see something and you want to avoid spoilers... Unless Facebook is, like, part of your job, you really can't go a fucking day without Facebook? Get the hell out of here. 
am I am I am I out of line for feeling that way at all? Like, oh, help I me out here. Anything. I don't do anything. Like, especially like New Japan, New Japan nights. Like today, like if I go even on Instagram, I will see a spoiler because I follow so many people. So like, I wake up and I turn on the show immediately. I don't go anywhere. Yeah, you want to avoid the spoilers, so therefore you're avoiding the places that you could see the spoilers. It's like, hey, guess what? Don't become a victim. Even, like, as small as having something spoiled for you is victiming, it's still, you quote-unquote, being a victim. Don't... Don't assure yourself being a victim. (laughs) Just because they shouldn't do it, guess what? They're gonna. It's like... Oh, there's a dark alley with a bunch of uh, with a bunch of surly-looking people in there. Some of them look clearly armed. Well, they shouldn't murder and rob me, so I'm going to walk down that alley. <laughs> <sighs> so, I had one of the Spider-Man cameos spoiled for me. But the way it got spoiled was such a funny way. So... I'm not going to say who this person is. I don't think they listen to the show. But just in case they do, uh, I won't say their name. It's a girl, but I won't say her name. She posted this thing where she's just like, ugh, Instagram just spoiled Andrew Garfield in No Way Home. Or what? <laughs> and people were, were like... People were like, well, what the fuck? Like, why would you even post that? And she was basically like, well, if you don't like it, you can, like, unfriend me or whatever. I'm just like, so you're so pissed that it got spoiled for you that you decide to spoil it for us. How does that even fit into that for all of this? I had mine spoiled by the YouTube algorithm. Because it would just be like, here's your top video. Toby Maguire discusses his organic web shooters. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) That's a funny scene. (laughs) This twice. Wait. Who's making fun of me? Does the web just come out of your wrist or does it come out anywhere else? Just the wrist. Oh, that's such a great line. (laughs) But yeah, it's just one of those things. I also like... When I'll when we'll, we'll review something on the show from like ten years ago, and people be like, "Oh, I can't believe you spoiled that, bruh." <laughs> it's ten years old. <laughs> we spoiled the ending of Game of Thrones. I mean, even that's only like three or four, but still, like, hello. If you're that interested. Oh yeah, dude. I remember. Um, it might have been the Mandalorian. I think it was The Mandalorian, where I knew I wasn't going to be able to watch it until I would get home from work, so I would just spend that day off of Facebook, you know? Go on my lunch break. Oh, what are you going to watch? What are you going to do on your lunch break? You going to scroll Facebook? Nah. Going to just go on YouTube or something, or, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch another show, because I'm not going to watch The Mandalorian on my phone, like... That's that's big screen TV with the sound bar on. And then I remember when the second season came out, I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I was actually waking up early before work so I, and going downstairs and watching The Mandalorian 
before I would even go into work. Because I was dedicated to watching my show. Like, I needed to watch it. It's all going to happen again later this year when the freaking... Obi-Wan? No, well, I mean, I'm talking about uh, House of Dragon. House of the Dragon. Like... Oh, yeah. And keep... Game of Thrones prequel comes around? Game of Thrones prequel? Well, I need to find some hype for that because... The way they ended the series did not get me hyped for more Game of Thrones content, but we've had that discussion before. All right, so let's have a quick discussion here about Elon Musk buying Twitter. What should Elon Musk buy next? I think he should buy Coca-Cola and put the cocaine back in. He even tweeted that. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Even though it hasn't had cocaine in it in nearly 100 years. Eric, what would you like to see Elon Musk buy and fix? Uh, Disney. <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't know he was a miracle worker, but okay. <laughs> no way. What do you guys feel about all that? Like, I know we don't get into politics, but like... <clears throat> Florida government was like, hey, you guys don't get to be your own city to do your own shit anymore because you don't do what we say anymore. Here's what's going to happen. Disney's going to win, but... (laughs) Oh, yeah, Disney's for sure going to win because if if the government wins, all of that is going towards the people who live in Lake Buena Vista, which is like literally a handful of people because everything else is either Osceola County or Orange County. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about... Billions of dollars, maybe not billions, but millions of dollars being spent every year for the roads and stuff like that. Even if you were to, like, there there can't be more than, like, 10,000 people within that that area. I, I just can't see it happening. So... If you take, let's say, $50 million and divide it by 10000 that's a lot of fucking money. Everyone gets $5 million. Those idiots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody. Nobody's going to want to pay for that. And then, and if the government does win, then Disney's off the hook for anything that happens on those roads. Like, oh, well, that's, uh, that's uh, the government should have handled that. Uh, did you ever see the thing where it's like, where it's like Antarctica has 21 million penguins and Ireland has like 6.6 million people. So if the penguins invade Ireland, ev- everybody's got to fight 3 million penguins. I'm like, or like, three, three and a <laughs> half, or, yeah. or three and a half penguins. But okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure some of them have like big bastard swords and they can swing once and take out more than a few people share. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So it's all like, it's just dumb. I just—they're gonna win. Can you imagine trying yeah, to act, trying to act like you're doing you're doing a favor to the state and then just dumping two billion dollars on the taxpayers? Good luck. It's like, hey, how about you pay for everything happening at Disney? It's like, oh, it was the whole point. It's like we'll take care of our own infrastructure and everything. We'll take care of our own garbage. We'll take care of our own streets. That was and... the point. The only thing that they don't have is their own police department. That's it. Yeah, they even have like their own fire <laughs> and ambulance. Yeah, Reedy Creek. 
Yeah. Reedy Creek, baby. So it, on its own, it's basically its own sustaining like government. It really is. Which goes into the whole idea of the original idea of Epcot was the whole point of the whole thing. That was what Epcot was supposed to be. <sighs> well, we shall see. So yeah, a lot of bullshit happening. Bullshit. Too much bullshit. But let me tell you guys something that is not bullshit. Uh, you can listen to a new episode of The A Show on CKCC Radio. Bullshit. <laughs> and I take on <laughs> I Chris... you. And I take on Chris Decker in a rematch where I attempt to out-bullshit him. So if any of you out there enjoy wrestling... Wait, but and, I thought this wasn't bullshit. Oh, uh, well, the shows we came up with were. So this was this was a reverse draft. We drafted the each person's roster, and we did current day WWE. So we basically gave each other bullshit the whole way through. And I knew he was going to come up with a ridiculous card, and he did. But I came prepared this time, and I went to out-ridiculous him. So you can check that out. The new episode is available right now. If you don't know anything about wrestling and current day WWE, you're probably not going to get a lot out of it. Unless you really just want to hear me and Decker rant about shit. In which case, give it a listen. Why the hell not? And Ref Matt's just there for the ride at this point. By the way, Matt, get get well soon. Uh, Ref Matt does have the Rona. But he's doing okay. He's just annoyed, mostly. Because his whole family had it and he tried to isolate from them and it didn't matter. So. Families are the worst. <laughs> Yeah, you're telling me. Can't live with them, but you have to. But you have to. It's fucking rent so goddamn high. Them so, kids ain't paying the rent. So we are recording this episode on May the 1st. So I'd like to wish a very happy birthday to our friend Glenn. Glenn is currently celebrating his birthday in Germany. And that has to be awesome. Celebrate your birthday in a foreign country. It's not that foreign. We've been there before. Uh, The actual Germany, not the one in Epcot. Oh. Never mind, then. (laughs) (laughs) My father was in Germany while the uh, World Cup was there. Like, 12 years ago, whatever. I wish I could travel more. I feel so, like, uncultured. The issue is, like, travel for an American is just so much more involved than for a European. Yeah, that's... You can drive all day for two days and still be in the United States. Yeah. Whereas you could be almost anywhere in Europe, drive for two days, and be in Asia. All right, let me ask a question. Uh, we'll do this. We'll do this one at a time. What's your bucket list of places to visit? Uh, Dan, you can go first. Eric will go, and then I'll go after Eric. 
uh, your the ultimate bucket list. If you could just travel right now, there's there's no money obligation. You can just get up and start traveling. Where what's your bucket list? I'd definitely like to go to Tokyo, Japan. A lot of stuff over there and do. Uh, freaking arcades. I mean, they have just hey, this arcade is three stories of just Sega games. It's just a Sega arcade. Like, is there like a just a Nintendo arcade and a just a Capcom arcade where it's three floors of arcade games? Plus, they don't have standing units there. They have seating units. So, oh my god. Spend all day there. Plus, there's the wrestling. Everything else. Great. Um, man. There's a lot of places I'd like to actually see. Did a lot of, you know, I did a, a cross-country trip, you know, like 20 years ago. I see a lot of America, but I didn't see a lot of the southern side of America. It was all north side stuff. So that'd be cool to do like an, an L.A. trip from here to L.A. and hit southern destinations. Would be cool as well. Eric, how about you? Oh, well, I do want to go visit Tokyo as well, but since you picked that one, I'll pick my uh, second spot, and I guess that would be the Moonlight Bunny Ranch. I mean, <laughs> Vegas and the and the surrounding area would be part of that southern go-through. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's, um, things got to be pretty wild over there. Uh, but, I don't know, as far as, like, outside the country... I don't, hmm. I'm not big on like historical things, right? So I can't be like, oh, I'd go to Rome or anything like that. It, it'd literally just be Japan, uh, just for the same reasons, just to see all that like technology all over the place. I, I feel like that's pretty fucking wild. And you just Outside go to a, a Pokemon store, like it's not it's all right? Pokemon stuff. Like, because where else am I supposed to say that? It's not, like. It's going to be the exact same as it is here, just different temperature. <laughs> like, okay, that's cool. This architecture is nice. But now, like, every, I don't know. It, to me, unless there's, like, a big event, like some sort of um, Comic-Con or some sort of convention, there's really no reason for me to travel somewhere else just because... I feel like every place is the same. The building. One of those things, like you know, like go to Paris and like you know, go to the Louvre and check out the even know, even then the Eiffel Tower and the Arc de Triomphe and stuff. But like, see, I couldn't do it because I know for a fact that those are like tourist attractions and everything's just going to be super pricey, super expensive, and it's just going to be like not authentic i i want to like if i'm gonna go somewhere to experience the food like like let's say italy i don't want to go to a big city in italy i want to go to like a little city that nobody's really heard of or whatever just so i get more of the experience like can i tell you a story related to that go for it because we did that and it was almost a disaster (laughs) We wanted to get the authentic experience, so we left the out the outskirts of the main city and went to a tiny little Italian restaurant in the middle of nowhere, where 
There was no English spoken whatsoever, and we could barely tr translate in Italian, and that created tension between the natives and the dumb American college kids. It was not fun. I mean, but the food yeah, was but excellent. Now, <laughs> but that's all worth it then, <laughs> as long as the food is good, because you can just speak into your phone now and it'll translate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't need to understand anybody's language. I just need to have a full battery on my phone. It's like a cool idea of being like finding out like where your family came from before they came to America and like visiting that town or something like that. Didn't they do that in European vacation? They like found a relative and that wasn't even the relative. I haven't seen the European. Yeah, I think they, I've seen all the rest of them, though, but not European. Yeah, they they go to track down a relative that lives that lives overseas, and of course they go to the wrong house. So the guy's just pretending to go along with it. It's so I find because my mom has got super into the um, ancestry dot com and stuff, and found out that like even though one of our family names is Casalore, we're like. Nothing Italian. <laughs> there you go. So it's just like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, you know, Chris, you know, where would you want to go? Well, I've talked about wanting to visit all 50 states, having 19 to go. But if I could just get up right now and go somewhere, Japan would be number one. New Zealand would be number two, and the UK would be number three. And when I say the UK, I mean all of it. If I'm going to go there, I want to see London, or all of. I want to see England. I want to see Scotland. I want to see both Ireland's, and I even want to see Wales. So if I'm going there, I'm doing all of it. I mean, it's I've, not that far apart. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's I've been to. I've been to. Um, I've been to Italy. I've been to France. I wouldn't be opposed to going back, but like, I'm I'm very big into wanting to go different places. So like, yeah. So the UK, Spain, Germany, Switzerland, Norway, Sweden. Uh, those would be like the top countries I'd be looking at. Austria, Luxembourg. <clears throat> those would be the, those would be the top picks there. Greece, Romania, Croatia. Supposed to be beautiful. I would love to visit all seven continents. I have no actual desire to go to Australia, so I'll take New Zealand. Uh, the most Asia I really want to see would probably be Japan. No, there's nothing else in Asia that really like appeals to me and makes me go, oh, I need to go there. For Africa, I'd probably pick South Africa. I know a lot of people have said they want to go to Tanzania and do an actual safari, but South Africa has reserves, so I don't see the need of going to the actual Serengeti when I could probably go to one that would be a, a little easier on the climate because... And a lot easier on the... I speak of the English. <laughs> also a lot easier on the don't need that many shots to go there. <laughs> yeah, as well. <laughs> Yeah, if, uh, I, if it requires me to have a shot to go to your country, I'm not visiting your country. I'm sorry. 
And we're, I actually, we're just talking about vaccinations. We're not talking about the alcohol you're going to have to take to go there, too. <laughs> I legitimately want to go to Antarctica. For just like to, 10 seconds and then turn around and take that 24-hour flight back home. Well, they've got, they've, they've got like an actual little town on Antarctic soil now that you can visit. Um, so that would, that would be something I would love to do. I have the, the one country I can't find an actual reason to go visit is South America because there's nothing down there that makes me scream. I need to go to South America. I have no real desire to go to Brazil or Argentina or Chile or any of the other countries down there. I actually know people in Ecuador. Do you? Okay. Is Ecuador South America or Central America? I think that's South, right? It's in South. Yeah. South, yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be that would pretty much be my picks there. Um, but it would be like, hey, person I went to college with twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Can you, <laughs> you know, take care of me and, and tell me where to go for two weeks? <laughs> But the real bucket list is Japan, and uh, I want to learn me some rudimentary Japanese so I can actually go and communicate. I just say, y'all bitches fine as hell. <laughs> <sighs> this is why I'm not bringing Eric. <laughs> this is why you should bring me. <laughs> now you're gonna you're gonna be like. Dude, look at this Japanese dude in a Bill Cosby sweater covered with tattoos and start making fun of him. And I'm going to be like, no, Eric, no. Because I know what that means. I wouldn't accept a drink from him. That's all I'm saying. No, you don't know. You don't even know what I referenced, do you? Dan, do you know what I referenced? Definitely a Yakuza. Definitely a Yakuza. So if you want to go fuck with the Japanese mafia, Eric, you'd be my guest, but I'm going to stay far away from that one. Oh, I don't fuck with people unless I know them. <laughs> unless they're on your ride, in which case you will start fucking with them. Welcome to my world, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I have some content for the show this week, guys. Ooh. So my lovely mother gave me access to her Paramount Plus account. I had never really known if I was going to have any interest in getting Paramount Plus. But she's like, well, I get it with my Amazon Prime. And if you want to check it out, here's the the login info. And if you like it, you know, you want to sign up for it, go for it. So I was like, all right, let's see what... Oh, they actually have the Nick Rewind section. And I started thumbing through what the options were there. And I'm like, I would get this just for the vintage Nickelodeon. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over some of the shows that are on here, and then I'm going to ask you guys if there's anything you'd like me to review on this show and really go back and do some vintage Nickelodeon, please let me know. So here are some of the choices. I'll just go in order from <laughs> left to right here. They uh, they did have an alphabetical listing if I'm doing it on the Roku. I'm doing this on my browser, so I'm just going off of what they have. So this isn't everything, but it's a lot. So, of course, they have Rugrats. Oh, and yeah. you got to let me know if you watch the show, if you like the show. I've seen a lot of Rugrats. I've seen it, and I like the Rugrats. Like, honestly, it's Rugrats. I mean, I remember it was the first three seasons where the Rugrats I grew up with. I know they started new stuff, and I think I saw some of the fourth season. And then after that, 
I, I kind of fell well, out of Well, then they made the movie, and then they made the show go with the movie. Yeah, and they added dill pickles. So they had to add dill to the main cast. And I wasn't a big fan of that, which I don't think a lot of people... Like, for were. a movie, okay, but for an ongoing show to just, you know, yeah, add a new baby, 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 baby. And then I know that, like, they did the Paris one, and Chucky's dad got married, so he gained a sister. Which was cool. I don't have an issue with Another that. Another new character. <laughs> well, I don't have an issue with that. I just, at least with her character, she was, you know, able to talk and communicate and do stuff. Dill was just there to be the baby among the babies, which totally makes sense. Well, and they also had the other <laughs> girl at one point that was, like, more Angelica's age as well, so they would always fight. Susie? Yeah, Susie. Yeah, but Susie was a good character. Susie was what Angelica should have been to the kids. Yeah, so it was like that. It was like she would stick up for the younger kids because she because of it. She was the anti Angelica. By the well, way, there was the, the episode where Angelica like goes to summer camp and she gets Angelica at summer camp, so she like becomes <laughs> nice for a couple episodes before going <laughs> back to be a bitch. Spoiled rotten. <laughs> but you know what? If if we're gonna do a deep dive on Rugrats and talk about the Angelica <laughs> character. Her parents were the entire reason she was like that. Oh, yeah, they were. Her dad doted over her, and he was a total pushover. And <clears throat> that was a matriarchal family, but the mom was also not in charge, but also absent, because all she did was work, because she's a CEO of a company. So you knew people like that were like, the mom was like a lawyer, and the dad was an engineer. So like they were rich as fuck, and they just, anything the kid ever wanted. They well, had. why not? Just give it to them. So, like, when you would do something like that, the kid would never know, like, hey, like, can't just be like, hey, give me that. Like, this shit's mine. Yeah. So they don't learn, like, basic sharing and shit like that because they're, like, the only kid and they just get whatever they want. And, and of then course- you're just like, you make me mad, but I can't be mad at you because it's your parents that fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I also love when I, whenever I have a discussion about Rugrats with anybody who's seen the show and everybody collectively, they either collectively agree that Angelica's the worst or some of them associate Angelica as their spirit animal. Like, that's... Angelica's your spirit animal. Let's just end the conversation right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next show is Are You Afraid of the Dark? One Never of the really watched much of it. So. Submitted for your approval of the Midnight Society. Remember growing up watching that and uh, Goosebumps. So my issue with the anthology shows has always been the same thing. Different actors in each show means that they're getting whoever is available, and they're usually not very good. So I try to focus more on the story and less on the kid actors, especially because kid actors are pretty shitty. So... This is the only thing that I actually went back and, like, watched something immediately. And I watched... The Laughing in the Dark Spook House isn't And everybody is listening right now to... Same spot Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because they all got to hear a trailer of it. Because audio starts playing as soon as you click on stuff. And I'm recording, so everybody got to hear me trying to talk over a trailer there. But I watched, um... I watched the pilot episode. And if... 
for people who don't remember what the pilot episode actually was, it's a new member of the Midnight Society is coming in. He comes in blindfolded because it's a secret location. He has to tell a story while blindfolded. And if it's good enough, they do the thumbs up, you know, the, the silent vote. And if it's unanimous, he gets in. And of course he gets in. He's kind of a dick, but he tells an okay story. Story's kind of meh, though. It's two kids lost in the woods. They find this crazy doctor who's obsessed with riddles doing experiments in the middle of the woods. And he goes, well, just go out to the trail and then the cab will pick you up. And sure enough, they get picked up by a cab driven by a guy they ran into the woods earlier who's just roaming the woods looking for people. And all he does is pick them up in his cab, have the same accident every night, and then the doctor experiments on the bodies. But the kids break the curse because they solve the riddle. So, okay, story. Um, but the next episode is the one with the clown. And anybody who's seen Are You Afraid of the Dark remembers the episode with the fucking funhouse. Because I know people whose fear of clowns started because of this show. But... Katie? <laughs> maybe. We'll have to ask her. But it's, it's a good show. I do know that there's a whole new version of it. So I haven't watched that yet. I know it's on here. I can watch it. A little leery about it, but I'll go in with an open mind. Next show is Keenan and Kel. Hell yeah, dude. And yes, all that is on here too. Might as well talk about that. Yep. But all that and Keenan and Kel are on here. Now, I don't know about reviewing a show like all that on this podcast just because it's an anthology show too. You know, it's a skit show. Those aren't the easiest things to review, but Keenan and Kel was an actual sitcom. So like, well, there's a reason why Keenan and Kel and Amanda got their own shows because they were the best people on the, show, the best people on on show. Now I've never seen iCarly, but that I, was way <laughs> after me. So yeah, yeah that but, was, but uh, it's, that was, that was even after college. Like, yeah, it's on here though. So for people who are into that sort of thing, you can check that out. How about the wild thornberries? I did watch that show. Good show. I did. It was uh, definitely, definitely after the time where I was in the main demographic for it, but it was pretty good. Yeah, it was one of those shows. It was it was coming in too late for our generation, but I still ended up watching it. I, I like the concept. The concept is super simple. These families travel in the world shooting nature shows, and one of the girls can speak to animals. So, of course, she's got a monkey for a best friend. And then Flea voices the crazy kid they find in the jungle. Which I can appreciate that too. But we all know that the real the real gem of the wild thornberries is Nigel Thornberry, voiced by Tim Curry. Yep, sweat. <laughs> is it really? Yep. God damn, he really does do everything. <laughs> <laughs> that was always the best part of that show, was Nigel Thornberry. And the fact that he's just... I like the one where it, I don't remember the episode, but I've seen it as the meme. They're like crawling hand, they're like crawling uh, hand over hand on a rope, trying to get across something. And he's like, "Oh, Marianne, look at me! I'm a sloth." And it's like, it's like I don't know how the hell his wife put up with all this shit. They're literally hanging on for their lives, and he's still trying to make jokes about it. Also. Ginger family. 
Because Eliza Thornberry is a ginger and so is her dad. You know any gingers, Eric? Hey, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised she still listens to the show after all the shit we say about her. We always say good things. We love Katie. I'm just... I'm impressed she's still a listener. I I feel like we fuck with her too much. But... Yeah. Uh, of course, more classic Nicktoons, including Rocco's Modern Life, which was my all-time favorite Nicktoon. That one was good. That was the pinnacle. Also, also hit, it also hit stuff, like, because it was like, he was into comics, he ended up working at a comic store. Kind of a lot of comics. Yeah, kind of a lot of comics. Um, of course, the, the, <laughs> one of the best episodes of all time, the credit card episode where they go to the mall. And he just, because he doesn't know how credit cards work. So he buys everything. And at the end, Heifer sells sells one of his extra stomachs to the... To the channel. To the bagpipe guy. <laughs> so they can keep Spike's new bowl. Oh, my God. I always loved how much adult humor they actually got away with. Like, when they're at the farm... The guy's hooking up the the milking machine to all the the cows, and Heifer's sleeping out in the barn. So he's hooking up milking machines to the others, and he goes up to Heifer, and he hooks the milking machine up to him. And Heifer, like, stands up, he looks down, and then the guy starts the machine, and you just see his eyes roll back in his head with a big smile, and he passes out. How'd they fucking get away with that shit? And then there was the um, one where Rocco ended up on, like, the dating game or whatever. Yeah. And he got matched with Heifer because they only showed Heifer's head, and with his with his head and like the wide mouth and his hair, it looked like a hot girl <laughs> with a big ass. But if you could just spend a weekend with Heifer, also, I, I love the scene that they ended up cutting because it was too much. They Heifer and Rocco are on the road trip, and they stop at the No Tell Motel. And the guy's like, we have no vacancies available. And then one of the lights goes off. He goes, oop, we have premature departure. How long do you want? Rocco's like, uh, one night. And the guy's like, whoo, the whole night? Shoo, good luck. <laughs> How they fucking get away with it, I'll never know. I'm on the sex line, and it's Mrs. Big Head. That's my favorite joke in the entire series. Specialty phone operator, and he's sitting there going, oh, baby, oh, baby. Rocco. Mrs. Bighead? And then they just hang up the phones? <laughs> oh my god. And then the one where it's like his favorite TV show is the Fatheads, and they realize that it's the Bighead's son. Yeah, it created the them, and he's, they're clearly based off his parents. And he gets them to finally come together and reconcile. Or when they make the Wacky Deli cartoon, because he wants to get cancelled, so he's like, I'll hire Rocco and his friends, they'll make a show so stupid, it'll definitely get me kicked off the network and get me out of my contract and sure enough the show becomes a hit the greatest show ever yeah. <laughs> it's like putting Stanley Spadowski in, in charge of the kids show it becomes uh, the best show on the network best show some of the some of my favorite characters and best one liners came from Rocco's Modern Life it was just that one was a, like the most it was like it was animals it was anthropomorphic animals but it was like the most like me and my friends yeah it was a relatable show because all he wanted to do was just live a normal life. 
And that's the uh, the Christmas episode is still an annual watch for me. Every Christmas I watch the Rocco Christmas episode because it's so good. Because freaking Ed Big Head sabotages his Christmas party. And then the little elf brings Christmas cheer to O-Town when it just snows literally on just Rocco's house. So it's like Rocco's <laughs> house covered in snow and there's like a police, like a police barricade up and the whole neighborhood's there. <laughs> uh, such good shit. Uh, another show. And Dan's going to get mad at me if I don't say the name of the show properly. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm going to do it. Ah! Real monsters. Was that better, buddy? Hey, Tim Curry was on that show, too. Yeah, but his character wasn't as good. His character was Wait, a dick. Who, who did he play? He was Zimbo, the Snorch's little one-legged bee assistant that would just sit on his head and kind of translate for him. But he was basically the Gromble's ass-kisser. So he, he was basically the narc. Yeah, the main three characters that were they were good. good Ickis, Crumb, good and Oblina. I've actually been doing a full rewatch of this series. I'm on the last season now, and it was a uh, it was just a really good concept. There's a society of monsters that live underground. They scare humans to basically stay alive, and they go to school and learn how to do it. But it was, and of course, everything's like opposite with them. They can't eat human food. Everything tastes disgusting. It could make them sick, but they'll eat garbage. Garbage and worms and stuff like that. Because they live like underneath a big pile of garbage at the city belt. At the in city. Jersey. In Jersey. The show takes place in Newark. Ickes even references it once. He says he's going to be the baddest monster in all of Newark. Real Monsters is a New Jersey show, just like Clerks and Aqua Teen Hunger Force. So, don't ever tell me Jersey never gave you nothing good. How about I the... Mean, did, what, Eric? <laughs> uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying, all good things come out of Jersey. It's like most of, the, most of our uh, astronauts are from Ohio. What made you want to leave Ohio so bad that you left the entire planet? <laughs> Get away from it. You know, everybody I, who listens to this show who lives in Ohio is going to agree with that. So shout out to Danny and Vivian. Because <laughs> they agree. They've all said it. Uh, how about the Angry Beavers? Actually, that, was Angry Beavers right, my that was right when I was done shows. Eric was trying to get his one-liner out there. Yeah, he's seen a lot of Angry Beavers in his day. I bet you have, buddy. Uh, fun show. Not one that I would rank up with the other ones. It's essentially the odd couple, but they're beavers. Yeah, they're brothers. They're sort of opposite to each other, but not really. Eh. I mean, my favorite thing that they ever did on the show, though, is they were obsessed with watching, like, old black and white B-movie, like, B-monster movies. And they were always terribly acted with, like, obvious strings on on stuff and, like, boom mics in the shot and everything. So that was always my favorite running gag on the show was when they would watch their B-movies. Look out, Julia. It's the attack of the brain-eating brain. Oh, no. It's coming after my brain. What do we do? 
How about the Ren and Stimpy show? Not a fan. Yeah, I grew up with Ren and Stimpy. It used to be my favorite. I don't think it aged well at all. A bunch of like crazy shit to put together. And then, of course, when when they got the, the ratings board on TV, they're like, shit, this is not for Nickelodeon. And they moved it to MTV, made it fully adult, and it died immediately. Immediately. Granted, there were some good things that came out of Ren and Stimpy. Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy was a fun one. I always liked um, Don't Whiz on the Electric Fence. Yes, yeah, so a lot of the, the songs are good, and like Powdered Toast Man. Powdered Toast Man and Log. And some of, the, some of the stuff that had nothing to do with Ren and Stimpy themselves were pretty funny, but I don't think the show aged that well. And that's a uh, shame. So I remember, like, um, <clears throat> he finds out you can get money from the Tooth Fairy, so yes. he pulls out all his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also the one where he's making a show, I think, and Ren is obsessed with what he could do on the show, and he's like, oh, I know what you could do. You could be the producer. What's a producer? And they go, a producer is somebody that sits back, does absolutely nothing, and then takes all the credit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were not... Some of these Nicktoons were very (laughs) self-aware. That was a classic... He's like, that's perfect for me, Stevie! (laughs) That was a classy Cuspo show, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know about Ren and Simpy, but definitely... uh, Rugrats was. Yeah, I know Rugrats was. Because it was that scare that squiggly vision. <laughs> squiggle vision. Uh, Amanda show is the next show. We kind of already mentioned that, but yeah, Amanda. That was Bynes. well past by the time she got her own show. So. Yeah, but uh, they do have Legends of the Hidden Temple. Now I won't review this on the show because it's a game show, but I'm always happy to talk about. That was my favorite game show on Nickelodeon. There's that some other shows we're show. gonna talk about, but this but, was my favorite one. And- Finding out all these years later that, like, they couldn't give the prize out more than once a season, so they literally made it impossible to win many episodes. There was no studio audience. It was piped in later. Like, that's all stuff that kind of just sounds weird to me. Blasphemy. (laughs) And they make you think, like, how many other game shows... Did they make actually impossible just because they couldn't pay out? Makes you wonder. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Could you assemble the Silver Monkey if given the challenge? Easy. It's three parts. <laughs> Not now. So, Fucking old shit. <laughs> so I always had I always had that's this idea if I ever like won the lottery and was able to open my own business or whatever, like. I would open an indoor arcade park that would have a Double Dare obstacle course that people could do, a Legends of the Hidden Temple temple run that people could do, and a Guts Aggro Crag that you could sign up for and compete in it and everything. And <clears throat> and I think that I would make a ton of money as an attraction. And I'd put it in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Where you could come from the Cartoon Network Hotel. <laughs> Where you could stay at the Cartoon Network Hotel. And then go to my Nickelodeon <laughs> Fucking knew we were going to do this. 
Well, I'm not putting it in Vernon. <laughs> to get there, you have to take the Alpine slide from Action Park. Try not to hit your head and die on the way down. Lancaster's a tourist place. It's a big tourist place, and I live very close to where all the tourists go. You just gotta synergize your your uh, with your expected clientele. Well, the freaking Rock Lidditz Hotel gets a gets a ton of publicity, so maybe I would partner up with them. And the Spooky Nook Sports Complex. So, like, plus I think we have one of those trampoline parks here. And they've got the Works and Why I'm Missing, which is a giant arcade. It's got the indoor go karts and everything. So, like. There's Central PA's got the the mindset for it. I just got to find a place to do it. That's all. All right. Next show on the list is another one I've started rewatching, and that's Doug. Great show. The very first Nicktoon. Of course, that was so they come into town, and uh, the population number moves up, and it ends with a one, and he's like, I'm the one. Yeah, I guess that's me. Uh, so, uh, when we actually got cable in the house that we end up living in for the rest of my childhood, uh, I, I came home and it was, they were doing a Doug marathon because that night they were going to do the special episode of the first time we see Percy Femur. Oh yeah, Percy Femur. Because remember, Roger Klotz is more of a just like a yuck yuck bully. A Percy Femur is a I will fuck you up bully. And it's like Mr. Bone's nephew. It is. Yes, get it? Funny. Femur, Bone, get it? Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah. Remember, all the characters had weird names and weird skin tones. Yeah. Like, Doug is the only one with like a. And like, yeah. I mean, Mosquito, Mosquito Valentine is like purple. Is blue. One point, and then he like they like yeah. It was one of those ones where people were a different color the first couple episodes. <laughs> yeah, and then they changed them in the actual pilot. Um, Doug can't dance. Roger doesn't even have his main friends. He's just got like a generic crew of guys. And then Doug bags him a nematode. I always love his neighbor, Mister Dink. His cr- his very cr- hello Douglas. <laughs> very expensive. Very expensive. Because Dink is stands for double income, no kids. So him and his wife are loaded as hell. And he just be like, "Hey, check out my new super duper grill." Uh, hey, come on down to the basement. Check out my new humongous TV <laughs> that <laughs> makes that makes pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I want these things in real life. Where's my giant television that makes pizza in real life? With a pizza oven? Can I have have that? I can have? Uh, Doug was great. If I was going to actually do a top ten Nicktoons, Doug would be... Doug would actually be up there. Such a great show. Rocco's number one. Hey Arnold was number two. That's been the case for a long time. But also up there would be Doug, Real Monsters. Um... Rugrats, but only the beginning, because like I said, I you, you, you fell out of it, so. But those were those were quality shows. Uh, they do have the Fairly Odd Parents on here, the classic, but then they also have 
a bunch of new Fairly Odd Parents stuff, like one that's live action with Cosmo yeah, and Wanda still animated. Yeah, Cosmo and Wanda are animated. Everybody else is real. That's that another... was also definitely way past. I wasn't. I thought like I was in college anymore. When no, was... Well, f- when Fairly Odd Parents came out, it came out at the right time where, like you were in that college mindset where you were getting back into cartoons and discovering ones that had adult humor in it. And that's another show that got away with a lot of stuff. Like is your son taking paper towels to the bedroom and locking the door? And there goes Timmy with the paper towels to his bedroom. How'd they get away with this? Also, he had literally the worst parents ever. Goldberg. Goldberg. All right. How about Double Dare? There's a great game show. This one went through many iterations. There was like the team Double Dare. And there was Family Double Dare. Family Double Dare. Which they has that too. So here's the thing about Double Dare. It's hosted by Mark Summers, who is one of the most notorious OCD clean freaks in the history of the world. <laughs> Like putting him and Howie Mandel together. Oh, uh, Howie Mandel was more of a. Um, I remember him talking about it. Like he would leave home for a show, and he'd be like, "Did I lock a door?" And he'd go back check the door. It's locked. He'd get back in the car. Did I lock the door? And he would like do that for like a half hour. Go back and forth. Did I lock the door? Yeah, <sighs> it's an actual problem. But yeah, that's like that's like a real problem stuff. It's not like I like things just so or. A certain amount of cleanliness is just like, did I lock the door? And you spent a half hour of your day. All right. I'm going to age myself here, but I had a DOS, a Microsoft DOS Double Dare PC game. Oh, yeah. And the teams were blue and magenta because those were your DOS colors. You couldn't get quite, quite red. Yeah. You could answer. You answered your questions and then you did the obstacle course. Yeah, but it was fun. Good classic stuff there. <clears throat> all right, we're going back to sitcoms now. Do you guys remember Clarissa Explains It All? I do. I believe that was Melissa Joan Hart's first role, right? It would be her first big role. Or at least her breakout role. Did, right? like... Her first breakout role, perhaps? Her best friend was the boy next door, and he literally just put a He literally put a ladder up to her window and climb room. in. That's... There's there's no red flags going on there. Also, like, the ladder would hit the window, and she'd just go, Oh, hi, Sam! I mean, that that was the 90s. <laughs> and, the par- and the parents didn't, give a, didn't care either. Did you know, because I'm on Melissa Joan Hart's IMDb right now, so she'll be in my top ten most recently looked up things... Uh, she has an announced TV series, Untitled Clarissa Explains It All Reboot. I think it's supposed to be her and dealing with her kids. I mean, I'm assuming so. I remember an episode where she, like, watched TV nonstop for, like, a day, and it was like she wrote a paper about it, and she's like, at the end of the day, I learned, like, live TV's better. Wow, okay. All right, so you're right. It wasn't her first role, but she's only like got anything, yeah. She's only got five things before that. So, it was definitely her breakout role. It looks like it's just like she was like in one episode of a TV show. 
She was on an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And then, oh, while in the middle of doing Clarissa Explains It All. Okay. That's fair. Because she was in Afraid of the Dark in 93 episode. What about her brother, Ferguson? Oh, yes. Remember Fergie? Not that Fergie. I remember. Wasn't he a ginger, too? Speaking of gingers. I mean, he's bald now, but yes. I can't even. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, he has done absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, he appeared as himself on episodes of Wienerville and Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego and Nick Arcade. But he did a show called The Edge of Night. He did something called Young People Specials and then he did Clarissa Explains It All. And I'm guessing he was very young on those other shows. Because <laughs> those were all in the 80s. <laughs> Jason Zimbler, a.k.a. Funky Ferg. Uh, I'll go back and review this show. I, I remember really liking this show. Wow, look at this fucking... Also, this was a... Four- right up. <laughs> this was a fourth wall-breaking show, if I remember correctly, right? Didn't she talk to the camera? Uh, she spoke directly to the audience, yes. Ahead of its time. That's why she explained it all. She did. Also, that theme song's catchy as fuck. If you haven't heard it. It's... Wow! How about Nickelodeon Guts? It's a show that went through, like, so many changes. Like, Super Guts, Ultra Guts, Global Guts... Just climb the damn aggro crack. <laughs> it was a good athletic competition, and I think everybody wanted to be on that show too. I remember there was a good thing where they had like different they had different um categories of things, but eventually just like, nope, everything is gonna be them hooked to a bungee cord now. <laughs> Everything's the bungee cord thing now. Because <laughs> they used to have like the little corner, a little thing would come up and it would say like aerial or whatever. And then eventually just became all aerial. And I was like, that was an entire episode of aerial things. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, but I think I think everybody remembers the aggro crag. Like, I don't remember a lot of the other things, but I remember they were pretty, pretty basic athletic stuff. I know there was, you know, shooting. They had like the trampoline basketballs. You yep. jump down, grab the ball, take the shot. You have to jump back, get another one. But, they had one where you're like you're on a hand bike, but you're upside down. Jeez. Do you remember Hey Dude? Yeah, I do. The I do Dude not. Ranch. Watch yeah. out for the man-eating jackrabbits and that killer cacti. Yeah, hey, sitcom that took place on a dude ranch. I can't yeah, what's her face that was that was married to Ben Stiller. Uh, was on the show. Uh, God, I don't know. Hey, was, dude, that was she, another. Mar- she was Marsha in the Brady Bunch movies. That's another one that was freaking uh, addicting theme song. It's a little bit wild, a little bit strange when you're living your life out on the range. Yippee ki yay yay yippee ki yay what? What? 
as the Cowboys. Hey, sing it again now. But fun show. Very, I think it was very underappreciated. <clears throat> and if I'm not mistaken, David Brisbane, who played Mr. Ernst, was also the guy who played the world's strongest man on Pete and Pete, right? Ooh, was that the same know. actor? I'm trying to remember. By the way, Pete and Pete is not on Paramount Plus. I actually went looking for it. I think it might be because it's owned by a different person. Because like the, that Pete and Pete was created by guys from Syracuse, and they might have been a thing where they owned everything about it, but they just mm. put it air on Nickelodeon. Uh, no, that was not the same actor. Well, now I need to know who the actor was who played <laughs> World's Strongest Man. Also, if you look up Pete and Pete, you get Pete Davidson right away on IMDb. Of course you do. I had to type in Hey Dude TV show. <laughs> to find Hey Dude. So. To find Hey Dude. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What? Yeah, Artie, the world's strongest fan, was Toby Huss. So yeah, it was Christine Taylor was on the show. Uh, I, Toby Huss is going to play Nick Yankovic in the Weird Al biopic that is in post-production right now. So, yeah, he was Tex on Glow. I didn't realize that was the same guy. Yeah, Hey Dude was underappreciated. I think it's because it wasn't as good as Clarissa or Salute Your Shorts, which we're going to talk about next because that's the next show on the list. So I think it kind of fell through the wayside a little bit. And I know that most people, if I talk to them about classic Nick shows, that's not one that they come back with like, oh, yeah, I remember Hey Dude, and I loved Hey Dude. Usually it was, uh, I remember it, but I don't remember really watching it. Well, because I remember, like, I didn't mention any specific <clears throat> episodes. <laughs> yeah. Like I have with almost everything else. Now, salute your shorts, I remember. Oh, Camp Bonawana. We hold you in our heart. And when we think about you, it makes me want to fart. Danny Cooksey was the voice of Montana Max on Tiny Toon Adventures, and he was, like, the only actual kid to voice a kid on Tiny Toons because everybody else were adults. That was, yeah, the um, late 80s, early 90s was very awkward for actors. <laughs> yeah. Because you would have a kid playing a kid, and you would have the 80-year-old voice actors from the 60s coming in. And I remember one guy talking about a, a kind of thing. It was like, I hated voice acting my first five years because it was 80, 90-year-olds coming in with their oxygen tanks. And it was really scary for me as like a, you know, just barely an adult or just barely not yeah. an adult. But he, he wasn't just Montana Max, though. And he wasn't just uh, Bobby Budnick on Salute Your Shorts. No, he saves John Connor's life in fucking Terminator 2. He sure does. Also, he was Stoop Kid. The kid who was afraid to leave his stoop. So, he actually got quite a bit out of, out of this. He's a pretty, like, he's got a lot of uh, voice credits. And R.I.P. Kirk Bailey. Yeah, that was relatively recent, too. February 28th, he passed away. Remember Donkey Lips? <laughs> and Sponge? They all had weird names. What's that thing about, you know, you spend, you know, a month or two 
Yeah. The people from different areas. Trevor Eister was Sponge. Apparently he does more crew work than he does with actual acting, but it doesn't look like he's been doing much for the past couple of years. But And that's a lot of people who are Good shows. On shows as kids. They quickly realize that they'd rather be Doing this now, now, like I said, this doesn't have everything on it because, like, Nick Arcade is on here and it's not on the Nick Rewind list. You have to search for it. Uh, the only other, and I mentioned Fairly Odd Parents already. The only other show on here on the, the main list is Cat Dog, and I did not watch Cat Dog. I saw the first episode, and like I've said it before, like, the one is the first one that first episodes, you know, it's the classic two cartoons, half hour show. And, like, w- the first episode was like, the cat does something all day that the dog hates. And then the second episode, second cartoon was, the dog does something all day that the cat hates. And I'm like, that's it. That's the show. <laughs> that's your material. You're done. Because it's like, I don't know what the cat, I don't remember what the cat did, but the dog was just chasing the garbage truck the entire time. And the cat's just like, oh my god, chasing the turkey truck. Hey, speaking of cats, uh, I have one right now. Oh, do you? I have a lily. By the way, what is your thoughts on Cat Dog's depiction of the cat side of the dog? I would be great if she just screamed into the microphone right now because she's right in front of it. And now she's on the desk. By the way, did I mention, as today is May 1st, it is Perry's birthday? Oh, yeah? Yes. Is that an actual fact that you know of? No. It's the date we chose based on the best guesstimate of what his birthday could be. Okay. So... We chose May 1st, and I believe he's already turned 10 years old, at least a few months ago. But we're celebrating Perry today. Remember the time Perry ate your shoe, Eric? I do. I needed new shoes anyway. (laughs) Full of a (laughs) toque. Have you ever had a pair of shoes go bad on you? Hell yeah. So I had it happen one time when I was up in New York for, to do my grandmother's birthday party. And it went, like, the first day we were there, and my feet hurt for a week afterwards. And, like, I took those shoes off, like, within an hour of them not being useful anymore. And my feet still hurt for a week afterwards. And that was ten years ago. <laughs> So it wasn't like I was almost 40. I was barely after, barely past 30. Almost 30. Yeah, now my feet just hurt in general. I'm getting old. Everything's breaking down. We're going to die. This is where it ends. Uh, and then they do have You Can't Do That on television listed on here. Although I don't believe that was a Nickelodeon original. That was like- Canadian show, but they they adopted it. They, so. they showed, yeah. But like I said, there's other stuff was on there. I there. love that show. Uh, there, show. there's a million different SpongeBob things on here. If that's your jam, they've got nope. they've got a hundred thousand Nick Junior stuff. But then they also have more kids stuff. So I was looking through that. They do have on Paramount Plus Inspector Gadget. Where on earth is Carmen San Diego? 
So Inspector Gadget was a show that was definitely aired on Nickelodeon. They have the Super Mario 3 and the Super Mario World cartoons. Oh, Super Mario World. It's a blast from the past. And Where Yoshi shows up and he doesn't like water. He won't even go across a little bridge. And there's my cat. And multiple Sonic the Hedgehog cartoons. There was two different Sonic cartoons on at the same time. Sonic was that popular. And of course, we mentioned it. I think last week when we talked about Julia White, he was a boy. He was one of the voices. He was of Sonic. a Sonic. He was one of those Sonics. Are you guys feeling entertained right now? Yes. Yes, sufficiently so. So let's just continue on with other topics. <laughs> This week's entertainment challenge was another one uh, created from a meme. Now, I will give a quick shout out to Ellis because he gave me like three game ideas. And I also I, gave you like three game Yeah, ideas. Dan also gave me multiple game ideas. I went with this one because the memeing games still seem to be the more popular ones, but I might try something different this week. Uh, we went with another old classic. Take a movie title, change one letter, and create an entire different movie. So now, are we talking about a swap or an ad? So I was going for the swap, um, and not everybody did the swap. Some people... Well, as long as they just swapped or did the ad. Well, I didn't require an ad. I I said swap. You did say swap? Well, I said change one letter, and the example I gave was Mortal Mortal Wombat, which was the example given in the meme. So I'm going to let you guys be the judge how you want to do this, because I did see most everybody changed a letter, but some people did the add or subtract. So you can judge how you want to judge. We had 17 entries this week. Um, let's jump right in. Uh, the first one, of course, has to come with a description. Marvel Studios Black Window. It's just a movie about a random miscolored window at the studio. I I completely lost your audio there. Marvel Studios Black Window. It's just a movie about a random miscolored window at the studio. Hmm. I feel like I'm going to be the bad guy today. Well, I mean, it's a violation of the intent of the rules. Has it been... Change exactly one letter and make it into a completely different movie. So, yeah, no, you didn't do the rules, so you get nothing. See, even if they had played this the right way, I would have said no points because I didn't want a freaking description. You don't have to give me a description to be funny. So no points. And Eric even agreed. No points. Yeah, description was useless, (laughs) too. Sorry, Dylan Mushaw. You get nothing. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. I said good day. All right. The next movie entry is Walrats. I guess this could be... <laughs> <laughs> I just like the delayed reaction from Dan. <laughs> Why, fat-ass fly? <laughs> it's about rats in the walls. So it's about a bodega in New York City. It's about, yeah, just like any city anywhere. (laughs) 
I mean, it does change the movie. It does indeed. I'm give it a point. Yeah. Yeah. Same. All right. Three, three points awarded to host of the Race Nerd Podcast, Matt Hardman. Your next entry is No Time to Diet. Hmm. He he added a letter. And it's a statement that I approve of, so that's <laughs> <laughs> point. There you go. Point from Eric. No, because you didn't swap a letter. You did not change a letter to another letter. I will side with Dan on this one, but Eric has awarded you a point. That is a point awarded to uh, three podcasts on this network. Published author, fine upstanding citizen Jeff Trelowitz. Listen to the newest episode of Ranking Tracks, where Jeff and I discuss Hailstorms, The Strange Case of. Like The Strange Case of Hailstorm? Dot, dot, dot. Strange Case of whatever you want it to be, Dan. The next entry. <laughs> Jews, the revenge. Oh my god. Good god. Earmark that shit. <laughs> that was an easy earmark. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. Dude, Randy Moyer came to play. He, he ain't came. fucking around. He ain't fucking around. All right, uh, the Incredible Hunk. I see what you did, but I'm not a fan. Really? I liked it. All right, well, I'll give it a point. I think I would have swapped the H for something. Well... Like I said before, I guess I'm being the bad guy today. Well, it changed the movie, so. Alright. I was changing the movie, but I didn't like it. Alright, well, one point awarded to our friend Nolan. Sorry, Nolan. Are you sorry, though? No, it's right. terrible. next entry Star Wars Episode 4 A New Hose New Ho so instead of the instead of power converters he just needs a hose he just needs a hose exactly but I was going to the Tashi station to pick up a new hose I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. It would... Ch- I mean, how much would it change the movie, though? I mean, would the I new... I mean, ho- I guess... If, I mean, if it's the name of the movie, then I guess it just he just says, No, thank you. I'll just go get my hose and come back home. <laughs> right? Because it's just like... It and, then, it, and then the Empire won. So then he comes back home in time to get killed with the rest of his family. <laughs> 
You would have been slaughtered too, Luke. You and your hoes. Oh yes. No one is this uh this lethal and and uh this accurate accurate as a stormtrooper. <laughs> Do you ever hear the theory that the force was actually protecting them the whole time and that's why the stormtroopers always missed? Sure, plot armor is the best armor, I guess. Well, it's better than stormtrooper armor in which in which lasers go right through it. So. No, fucking I mean armor. they are just wearing PVC. I mean, what do you got? They're gonna send through <laughs> sand at you. It's just like, oh man, that must have been a hell of a gun. But what about Fred? He died to a stick. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What does it even do? Point for me. Yeah, it definitely works. Yeah. Three points awarded to Chris McGinnis. Now we have Big Hero Sex. Whoa. <laughs> uh, that That's a point. <laughs> Easy point. I mean, and, 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 uh, that was easy. Well, the next time you guys feel like having some big hero sex, maybe you should take a vacation with Adrian Cotton and Motivational wow, Vacation. the game. <laughs> book your next trip by going to emersoncotton.teletravel.com. Link in the description. <laughs> and plan your next big hero sex vacation with our buddy Adrian Cotton. Adrian's going to contact us and be like, yeah, so I got a bunch of swingers just calling me now. Well, business is business, bud. So if you're yeah. looking for places with upside down pineapples. <laughs> oh, also, my. apparently there's an area in Florida where you do a like a one of those uh, shower loofah thingies and you tie it to like your roof rack. That's a new one I learned about recently. I mean, if it's in Florida, I believe it. Florida's a lawless wasteland. So depending upon the color of the of the of the squinchy thingy <laughs> is depending upon your lever your level of swingerdom. By the way, you know if the polar ice caps melt, Florida's gone. Like the entire state's wiped out. I believe it. Bye bye, I4. A lot of uh well the thing is like most of the top half of the West Coast would be fine because they're they have like hardly any beach beaches. It's just big old cliff sides. Lots of cliffs. Right. Your next entry is Buttman. Buttman? Buttman. That would be B U T M A N. Yeah, I was like, well, it's not gonna have two T's, is it? No, this is a guy who says butt to everything. But But don't you see? He mil- he murdered that man. But but did he though? <laughs> did he though? <laughs> did he though? <laughs> I mean, I enjoy it. Unfortunately, I would enjoy it more if it was a violation of the rules. But then it would be a violation of the rules, and then I wouldn't enjoy it. So how are you going to approach this, then? I don't know. I guess you get a point. All right, so I'll go ahead and say no, then. That will counteract what Dan apparently was feeling. 
Yes, because it would definitely have been a half season if we did half season situations. We're not doing that anymore. That was that died with the wrestling podcast. I'm not doing halves anymore. Or fractions, Ellis. Entry still to come. <clears throat> what do you say, Eric? Buttman, yeah, your nay. I am a bit of an ass man. But this isn't about ass. That's the that's, that's the issue. That is the issue. So, since it's the wrong kind of butt, <laughs> I'm gonna have to say no. I love it for because you actually followed the rules. You weren't as good. <laughs> Tom Dickinson but, receives a point. <laughs> but you can check out him on the Watch Me Cook channel on YouTube. There you go. Next entry is Moan. Okay. Moan. Moan. Well, it was supposed to be Moana. Oh, so they got rid of a letter, so... So I say no. You get nothing. I don't know. That leaves Eric. <laughs> yeah, nah. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, Chris Wright. You get nothing. Good day, sir. How about Snape's on a plane? Mr. Potter. Please have a seat and turn to page three, four hundred and ninety-two. There's a gremlin on the side of the plane. God, there's something. Can't I can't do it? I can't do his voice and then do Shatner's because <laughs> it's timing. too it's too different. As something on the wing, Mr. Potter. <laughs> Some thing. Snape's on a plane. I will give it a point, and I want to see you make this movie. Well, they can't anymore. Eh, you can. Yeah, I mean, there's people who can do it. Uh, it's not the same. Chris, in 20 years, when we're remaking Harry Potter, someone else will be a Severus name. In 20 years, if I'm still freaking alive. You've seen the way I eat. Well, in 20 years, if I'm still alive. Still alive. Still alive. Nah, I got, I got good genes. My grandmother's 95, and I have a feeling I've inherited some of that, so. Listen, I, I put away a lot of money <laughs> for retirement. I better make it to at least <laughs> I need to enjoy at least one year of not working at all, but still having everything covered. There you go, buddy. So what's your what's your verdict on Snape's on a plane? Do you like Snape's? But it's a fucking terrible movie and it's a terrible pun. So no. No point from me. Damn. Bad guy today. No points for anyone. You know, I actually didn't like this entry, so I'm also not giving it a point. And the only reason I'm doing that is because I've heard the Snape's on a plane joke too many times on the internet. So, Brian Leon, our points leader, we may have just screwed him. Oh, no. Or did he screw himself because his entry wasn't funny enough? 
Wait, I, I am not taking any heat for not awarding points. Time out a second. Wizarding liquids. All right, how Put about... A stopper in death. How about Batman v Superman, Lawn of Justice? Lawn of Justice? Now I'm just trying to find out what... Uh, well, I'm a, trying to think. a name of uh, a, a flower or a grass type that rhymes with Martha. Gra- grass Why type? Are you looking for a Pokemon? A grass no, type? I'm talking about like crabgrass or, you know. Bermuda grass. Superman cutting yeah. his grass with like his heat vision. Meanwhile, like uh, Batman has developed some sort of AI intelligence thing where it's not only cutting his grass, but every other grass across the country or some stupid shit. Because Meanwhile, there's like tiny pieces of kryptonite sprinkled throughout the lawn that Batman did to fuck with Superman. Yes. And that's the only way that Superman gets allergies. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm giving it a point. Just because it would change the movie entirely. Now they're just instead fighting over. Like, instead of fighting, like in the yeah, who's got the most well manicured lawn? Like they're just throwing like different insecticides at each other's lawn or something. Yard work simulator. Simpsons reference. So point for me. $342. I'm looking at glasses right now. Jesus Christ. God. Just go to America's Best, bro. We don't have one up here. <laughs> That's you your, should. That's your problem for living in Michigan. <laughs> it's all about being cheap <laughs> and being in bad neighborhoods. And I, <laughs> I do not live there, and I have one closer than you do. It looks like we do have one in Canton, so that's not too far. What is it, America's Best? Do I have one? It's all about being cheap, and that it's cheap, and, like, your doctor's visit is free, for crying out loud. Yeah, of course I have one, and it's less than ten minutes from me. (laughs) Yep. Seven minutes, exactly. Mine's a little further than that, but... Uh, but the Yelp reviews are awful. <laughs> I mean, it's cheap, so yeah. No, I, I get it. It's the it closest one. It's the closest one, though. It's seven minutes from my house, because in Lancaster, everything is super freaking close to me. So. I, mean, I love where we live, because it's... I lived most of my life rural, and it was 20 minutes to anything. And then another 20 minutes, anything good. <laughs> Sounds about <laughs> so, right. And where we live now, I am a mile away from just about anything I could ever want. Yeah, seriously. Lancaster's super compact in that respect. I never have to go anywhere far for anything. <laughs> and who would have thought that Amish country would have all this shit in it? All right. Lawn of Justice got a point from me. I liked it. This whole idea that, like... Yeah. All right. And the whole idea is that it's, like... Luthor puts the idea in their head that they have to fight over their lawns. Damn you, Jesse Eisenberg. 
as you see, he's got the Superman made all all of his is bluegrass, and he changed it so it actually looks completely blue. That freaking Florida grass that's like tough as nails. It's gonna freaking kill and, you. And, and filled with fire ants. Lawn of Justice gets three points awarded to Jay Winger of the Board to Death Binge cast, who, by the way, I think just took the lead. So, congratulations, Jay. Brian's going to be upset. How about Jay and Silent Bob stripe back? Stripe? Stripe. Stripe? As in, and this racing stripe is... I thought this racing track pretty slick. Indeed. <laughs> First place. Homer entered a contest for children. Yeah, and he kicked their butts. Way to go, Homer. Yeah, I saw one for uh, where it happened to a guy. It was uh, It was like a, their town had like a design the new library card. Yeah, I saw that. They made, they made him pose and, with the kids that he beat. <laughs> and like he didn't realize it was for kids. So he's like an he actual won. artist and he wins. And they made him pose with And he's, like, next to, like, a 10-year-old girl and, like, a 7-year-old boy. (laughs) And he just... And he kicked their asses. (laughs) Fine. I don't know if I like the stripe, though. I'm actually not a fan of this one. I'm not awarding it a point. Oh, we're all evil today. Or everyone sucks this week. Get good. <laughs> Never mind. I guess I'm not the evil one anymore. All right. I guess Brian Murphy gets nothing. I think I think they need to know my... my uh... All right. My tips, my tips and tricks is to be more funny and get good. We're on the final five. Five entries remain. And now... I'm going to say this before I read this entry because I know Dan's go- how Dan's going to react to it. This is a brand new person playing for the very first time, Dan. However, okay, but they don't know how to read it. But they, they played a movie that was already played. Oh, shit. They chose Scar Wars A New Hope. Okay. So I didn't like... Did I not like... No, New Host got three points. Okay. Scar Wars? Like so it's just people fighting about over who has the coolest scar? <laughs> or giving each other scars. Like fucking Vader wins that. His entire body is a scar. <laughs> yeah. From a war. Dude, he's a piece of beef jerky. Like, you want to see a scar? I'll show you a scar. This is from Uncle Ben. As Spider-Man cries. I underestimated his power. Wasn't he on the high side? Shut up, boy. <laughs> Didn't he have the... Weren't you the one that said you underestimated my power? What, what do Uncle Ben and Uncle Owen have in common? <laughs> They're both dead now. <laughs> Aunt Beru. Yeah, that, that would be what they had in common, Aunt Beru. Aunt, they, both, they both fucked Aunt Beru. So, uh, yeah, too much of his father in him. <clears throat> so, that's what I'm about. 
I would just like to inform the entry maker here. This is your first time playing. It's not advisable to play something that's already been done before you. I always you have reckon- to be 100% sure that yours is better. <laughs> yes. Now, if you have, if somebody has played a previous movie and you're confident that your movie is better, <clears throat> I say go for it. Um, Scar Wars, however, eh, I don't really see how that would be much of a movie. I'm not going to award it a point. Not because you played something that was already there, but I'm not the biggest fan of it. But yeah, just yeah. that's that's the pro tip for later. Um, try to avoid something that's already been done before. Because we can be kind of picky about that, or at least Dan and I can be, because that's how we used to play this game. Uh, Eric just apparently does whatever he wants. Metallic carrots being an example. Listen, that was funny. <laughs> I'm going to live... No, that that entry accomplished exactly what it meant to do, because I'm going to reference it every fucking week from now on. <laughs> but Stephen Weiss, I do not award you a point. Not because you, not because you played the thing, but... But I appreciate you for playing, and yes. I hope you. You play. want to follow the rules, except for the one time you don't, and you get a point. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, what do you, what do y'all say? I'm not a fan of it. No. All right, Eric. I'm still the bad guy. All right, all good. How about so ba- you give him a point? <laughs> I'm the bad guy to you guys. One point. No, no, it was really bad. I'm sorry. Oh. Are you, though? All right. How about Reservoir Logs? It can be more straightforward, right? Just pictures of logs. In the reservoir. Floating in a man-made <laughs> lake. <laughs> <laughs> because it's part of the logging group. <clears throat> wow. That really changed that movie. Yeah, I give it a point. Yeah, yeah. Point. All right. One log. When the one log wants to know why his name is Mister Pink. Awarded to Natalie Morrison. Second week in a row. Keep up the good work, Natalie. There's only five girls who play. And America's only- best brought it up to four hundred and four dollars. Is more expensive. <clears throat> What you doing, bro? I'm trying to get just some standard glasses of progressive lenses. Well, that's what you get. Progressive lenses, I'm going to fuck you. Bro. Or not progressive lenses, I'm sorry, transition lenses, but yes. How about Godzilla versus Dong? Well, of course. Now that's funny. <laughs> Point for me. Godzilla versus the penis monster? Dan? I mean, it's right on there, but that's the reason for it, because it's the best. Best possible choice, I suppose. Alright, I'll give it a point. So, would this surprise you to know that this was Ellis's entry? Not really. Of course not. Penultimate entry. Two remain. And we have Fart and Furious Tokyo Drift. Oh, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> that's 
If it was just Fart and Furious, I probably wouldn't have given it a point. But because they went Tokyo Drift, that made it funnier. So I'm giving it a point for that. It's the only one with a name after. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Their name. That's good. That's a point. <laughs> yeah. If the fart's literally drifting through Tokyo. That was Katie's entry. Good job, Katie. And that leaves your final entry with the incredible Mr. Gimpet. Do what now? The incredible Mr. Gimpet. The movie is the incredible Mr. Limpet. Okay. Actually, I had to look it up. I'm it was from it 1964. It's a Don Knotts movie. Don Knotts. I'm Don not going to give this a point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, Fuck, that was funny. <laughs> oh, this is the one where he wishes he was a fish, so he becomes an animated fish. Fuck. <laughs> what the? Okay. <sighs> We're see, very angry about our animated fish. See, I'm not giving it a point because I had to look up what the movie was. I shouldn't have to do that. I'd look it up too, but now I remember what it is. <laughs> so no points? And may God have mercy on your soul. Well, Michael Vaughn, welcome back to playing the game, but you're not getting on the board this time. <laughs> it's nice to have you back, but... Dude, this was like an evil game for all of us. This, this was kind of. We bad. had 17 entries total, and four, five, six, seven, eight of them got full points. Maybe we should not do this when we're like have not eaten. Okay, how about this? I'm gonna take a break from the pun games. Dan and Ellis both gave me games that go outside the box. We'll play something different this week because this didn't work out so well. But are we all in agreement that Jews the Revenge won? Yep. This time it's personal. <laughs> Congratulations, Randy Moyer. <clears throat> Do you guys remember where we left off on my video game list? It's been two weeks, but I believe the last game we did was Skies of Arcadia. Does that ring familiar? I don't think I remember it was mentioned. I don't remember talking about it because I don't have anything to say about it. So, <laughs> Okay. The next game I would have drawn was Star Wars Trilogy, the arcade game. We have talked about that. Okay. How about Smash TV? No, we have not talked about that. All right. So here's where my video game list left off. Smash TV was the next game of the day. That is a very fun game. <clears throat> That's just a fun arcade shoot the shit. I'll buy that for a dollar. Uh, God of War 2 came up next. Ah, uh, God of War 2. Like I said, there's a couple of franchises where, because they were popular and they had so many good games in the in the series, that multiple entries came in. Some of them were, like, franchise representations. Like, like uh, Monster Hunter, for example. I was like, well, I'm going to include a Monster Hunter game, but I will in only include the one that's considered the best. And after so that war two is like Zeus has enough of your shit and he knocks you down. Yeah, pretty much. The next day was Tetris. 
Man, we talk about Tetris recently too. We this did is, uh, because Tetris came out during someone's birthday. I love this game so much, but I have a love hate relationship with it. Because I love playing it, but it pisses me off. It's kind of like Eric playing League of Legends. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's a game that gets progressively harder and harder. So, like, you're really, really good. And then, all of a sudden, you pass a certain time, and it just shits on you immediately. You make that one mistake, and you're done. That one mistake does it for you. <clears throat> the next game was WarioWare Smooth Moves. Is that the... That's the Wii version. Yes, uh, Wii, okay. So uh, c- Considered they, the best one. So they had... Uh, those were a bunch of mini-games. But yes. they weren't put together like Mario Party or anything like that. So they're, they're super mini-games. They're like five, six-second mini-games. Yeah. And you just go through them. But they're fun. They're popular. Yes, it is fun. Uh, going old school here with Outrun. I had that on Master System. I had that on PC. That was cool because you like you race through and then like you get to a part and it was like <clears> if you go you can go left or right to a different area and then you just branch your way towards the end. But always one way was always more difficult than the other, but you didn't know because you were a kid who didn't keep track and there wasn't an interaction. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, but a fun game. Mortal Kombat 2. You're going to be 2, huh? Well, I'm playing the shit out of Mortal Kombat 2, just trying to figure out how to get Reptile. I omitted the first Mortal Kombat because everybody collectively agrees that Mortal Kombat 2 was better. People liked the original Mortal Kombat, but when the sequel came out, they fixed everything that people had complaints about. And they added new stuff, and they added new fighters, and... I like the screenshot that I use is Shang Tsung defeating Shang Tsung. When you would fight yourself. But the mirror match, yeah. I that still... was also like Shang Tsung was a playable character that time. Because that's that is also like one of my favorite things as well, is like you thought this guy was the baddest guy in the universe? Nah nah nah. He's just a regular guy now. <laughs> because there's an even bigger evil I thought Mortal Kombat games are fun. I still say Street Fighter is the best fighting game. But Mortal Kombat does have its niche because of the finishing moves. Yeah, all the fatalities. That's, that was always the thing. Like, If you want to straight up know who's better at a fighting video game, it's Street Fighter. Right. But if but, you want to have a good night with the boys, you do Mortal Kombat. Because Mortal Kombat's a lot easier to play when you're drunk. Some of the finishers are impossible to execute, though. I've never, to this day, executed an animality. If it wasn't for the cheat code to, like, one-button fatalities and stuff like that, I wouldn't even know that animalities exist. <laughs> right? So difficult. Or the friendship. Friendship. Again? When Sub-Zero makes a snowman. 
Doesn't have to be a snowman. How about Daytona USA? No, fuck that game. Oh, you don't like that game? That was a classic arcade racer. Especially when you had like 24 different people on it at once. Uh, that was a blast to play. Those are fun when you get those <clears throat> those arcade ones where there's like three or more machines connected and you get them like full or almost full. And everybody plays at the same time. You're all on the same race. Moon Patrol. Patrolling the moon. We're going back to the uh, super pixelation now. We're whalers on the moon. Super Mario Galaxy. Mario Galaxy was so much fun. We, the wee ones, yeah. Mario Galaxy was fun because it it was basically Mario 64, but now you could run upside down on stuff. Because you were on Little Planets. Little Planets, yeah. Really fun, challenging game. Uh, Isn't it like the official, like, it was what Mario 128 was going to be? Basically, yeah. It basically evolved into this. Really, really fun game. I they actually it. released a second mainline Mario game on the Wii. Yeah. We had Mario Galaxy 2, which was even better. It got a perfect 10 on IMD, or, uh, IGN. Like We hadn't gotten a second straight-up mainline Mario game since the regular Nintendo, because <clears throat> even Super Nintendo, it was a Yoshi game, really. Yeah. Uh, next game is called Hades. Hades. Which I've never played, but when I did my pre-populated list of video games, it was a popular one, so. Oh, I see this. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I played it's the... kind of a game that kind of just faded in with all the other shooters at the time, though. Yeah. Uh, I played the hell out of this next game, though. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Oh, yeah. That one was fun. Only thing I would have changed would have been let the character friggin' swim. Uh, Dan, I saw you react to this one. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Hell yeah. That's one of the... It's a goat, dude. One of the greatest games of all time. And then yesterday's game was called The Witness. Ah, uh, yes, that was, that's a good game. It's a puzzle game. Where you go around an island and you solve puzzles, and it's pretty sweet. Very good. As like a, a narrative comes around. So today is May the first, so we've completed four months of daily video games. There are still two hundred and forty-five days remaining in the year, which means there are two hundred and forty-five days remaining for a daily video game. Ooh. So. Shall we draw today's game of the day? Oh, sure. I have a question for Eric. Sure. What do you think my question is going to be? How many times? I'm going to say three. Well, my question was going to be how many... It was, what was my question going to be? But I'm going to hit the button three times. 
Ooh, my favorite number, 57. Is that really your favorite number? Yep. The it game? was, it was, you want no story about 57? Well, now you have to tell the story. So I played some uh, basketball in fourth and fifth grade. And in fourth grade, I was the drizzling shits. But in fifth grade, I was actually way better. Still probably the worst player on the team, but I was way better. And my number was 57. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That would be a cool thing. And then 911 came through our neighborhood and changed all the numbers of the housing. And our house number was 57 all of a sudden. <laughs> so I took it as a sign. I remember when 911 changed us from 1 to 20. We went from box 216X to 57. <laughs> Sounds like an improvement, actually. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right, the game you have chosen is Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest. Ooh, which one? Well, this is going to be a franchise rep, so... What's the best Dragon Quest game? Oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> Only one's going to be able to get represented. So, according to Nintendo Life, NintendoLife.com, which is one I just went to, they pick Dragon Quest Eleven S: Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition on the Switch. That's so a long like, title. I agree. And it's also a very fucking long game. Should that be the rep then? Dragon Quest Eleven. S. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously I need the S. The S for Switch or probably <laughs> the S is for sucks. Oh God, Dragon Warrior for NES. That's a classic bad cover. Uh, I don't believe that game is pre-populated on the list. It is not. So, sorry if you are counting on that one. <laughs> sorry about your damn games. <laughs> Not many people will get that reference. Dan will. Sorry. Eric's like, I think, I think I'm too hungry for this shit now. I'm fucking starving. <laughs> Guys, it's been a fun it's been a fun week. We've got some plans coming up for some episodes. I have no idea what the hell we're going to talk about next week. I didn't know what the hell we were going to talk about this week, but we just kind of talked and and did stuff. I'll check out the A show, listen to me on there, check out all the great stuff on CKCC radio. Uh some new stuff that came out this past week that you guys can listen to if uh you feel so indulged to do that including the newest Race Nerd podcast from Matt Hardman. There is another episode of The A-Show that you can listen to. It's you know what there's not one of? Dan's show. Not, not one Dan's, even though I watched some shows, but I didn't record them yet. So yeah, uh, still stuff to listen to. Keep checking us out. And since it's now May 1st and our wonderful patrons have given us some money... I'm going to get us signed up for Streamlabs, and we're going to start testing out some new video content, including potential live video shows in the future via Streamlabs. So, I guess there's nothing left to say, but 
We'll see you guys next week on another episode of The Nerd Table. Have fun, be safe, and please listen to Eric's following advice. Do some cocaine. Oh my god, that was not the closing line I was looking for. (laughs) Be excellent to one another. This has been another episode of The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio. Check out all the shows at ckccradio.com and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.